didn't send you a list of questions because I wanted to just, you know, hash it out with you and, and, and have some fun with it. Let's do it, man. So Justin, you, you travel around and, and, and you get around, you, you travel around and, and give presentations all over the area. You also perform in, in degrees and lectures and, and whatnot. And I know that you have expressed the fact that you were uh, a bit of an introverted person when you joined Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. So what has encouraged you to, to jump out and, and really start tackling all these, these complicated the the rites of passage in in degrees and in all the things that we don't normally talk about in Freemasonry. Here you are traveling around talking about it. So I want to hear what motivated you to do that. First of all, Dennis, you you kind of make me sound like a busy person. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really a good question. Even as you're asking it, it's 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 hard to identify like one thing. I'll tell you that for those that haven't listened before and haven't heard my story, I am a very introverted person. Human interaction kind of kind of exhausts me uh in over <laughs> over over the over the long term. When I was when I was teaching at the end of the day, I would just be I just go home and be and be and be tired after after dealing with a couple hundred kids throughout the day. There was a period when I was actually um I don't know what you would call it, but I was I was in charge of the pep rallies. If you're not from Texas, you probably have no clue what I'm really talking about. But Texas football that pep is rallies, a huge responsibility. Yeah, I would actually be out in the middle of the gymnasium with a microphone, uh, being loud, getting the kids to be loud, and so that's that's a lot of interaction between between people, and, and I would be I would be exhausted just the rest of the day. And that, that's that's kind of a trait with introverted people. We we don't necessarily shy away from interaction, but it 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 it, it does a toll. And I don't know really where that comes from or or, or why that is, but um, that and I was just shy, so I would I would stray away from, from too much interaction. I kept to myself and. I hate to say it, but I think a lot of that also stemmed from just going to school. Like high school was high school was not a great experience for me. Um, looking back, if I did it, if I was the person I am now in high school, that would be very different. However, we, we grow as people, right? And so I going through the school system, uh, I'm not blaming the school system or anything, but uh, I just became a very quiet person over time. Anyway, so let's fast forward. So we don't we don't do too much psychoanalysis on me. Uh, <laughs> Freemasonry gives introverted people the opportunities to step out of their comfort zone without stepping so far away from them that it that it's intolerable, if that makes sense. And, and what I mean by Absolutely. that is, and I was given opportunities to step into roles. And not all of them were verbal roles, like the senior junior deacon, for example. But they gave me opportunities to get more comfortable wearing a collar with a jewel around my neck, having a station, having expectations put upon me. And so when I moved into those smaller speaking roles, I'm talking about like junior deacon or, or Tyler or something 
very short, very basic, but I'm still talking in front of people, right? You're still 15, 20 guys. But over time, really before I even realized it, I was taking on positions where I was talking quite a bit, uh, such as the wardens and eventually moving up to the worship master. And I still wasn't really at that point where I felt comfortable conferring degrees, giving lectures, definitely not giving presentations, definitely not hosting a podcast or anything like that. And I think that when I started teaching, that's what helped me move further out of my comfort zone. Because now I'm talking in front of lots of people throughout the day. And that's around the time that I decided to move forward with the podcast. As far as why I'm actually so involved doing uh, lectures and degrees and and presentations, really, if not me, who will? I think that's that's the mentality I have. And there's countless capable brothers. And I'm not saying that I'm the only one that can do it. I'm just saying we shouldn't wait on other people to step up. We need to step up. And if another brother learns the lectures, that's fantastic. That means I don't have to be out as many nights or I can, I can travel more or Mm -hmm. I can help at other lodges. However, we need to be, we need to be the change we want to see. And I feel like as a young Mason, I'm almost obligated to, to take on as much as I can so that when these older generations pass away, and they are, someone is there to step up and, and take the torch and carry it on for future generations. Uh, to that point, I have two sons now. The oldest one is named Mason. I think you could probably figure out maybe my hopes for him when he turns 18. <laughs> I want to be able to participate in his degrees. I want to be able to teach him his work, give the lectures, whatever, whatever is needed, whatever I can do. I want to be able to do it. Um, I'm actually, I I was trying to think I had another point I wanted to make for, for hit record. And I can't remember now. It was a good point. Well, while you're, while you're thinking, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into that as well, because I, I really can, can take hold of that, that idea of, of introverted people, can can perform they can do what they need to do but then after it's all over they're just exhausted and and they kind of retreat mm-hmm. and you know i i experience that i mean people see the extrovert part of me but i feel like you know back in the day in those movies when you see you know elvis and and uh, the doors and and you know just all the greats they they all go out and they perform and they're all rock stars and then mm-hmm. you see them alone in their own room just sitting there drinking and watching tv you know it's <laughs> that's kind of how i feel you know i can get yeah. out there and i can i can be the the mason of masons i can i can put everything out on the line and i'm not afraid to take a hit i can i can just put it all out there and i can fight for what i believe in and and whatnot but then when i get home man i just want to i don't want to answer the phone i don't want to do a podcast i don't want to you know whatever i just i just don't want to talk about it (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest changes that I had over the years from the time since I was initially initiated as an EA to the time, well, to now really is my change in my mindset. And 
everybody has excuses. Um, for example, I'm, I'm an introverted person. I also I also deal with ADD. I've had it since I was a child. And it's easy to fall back on these and say, I can't do this because I'm introverted. I can't focus because I have ADD. But at the end of the day, results are what matters. Results. Results create success, not excuses. Excuses will always hold you back. And you ha- we have to move past these things. And so I, I explained, I explained the, the being introverted not as an excuse, but just to give context to the type of person I was at the time. I have grown, and I, I credit Fred Masonry for that. But my point is, and this is, this is really, I guess, me speaking directly to the brothers that may be listening that feel like maybe they're introverted or maybe they struggle with something. I, I understand, right? Don't, don't assume that because I'm a very active Freemason or that I travel so much or that I have it. I'm an, I'm on YouTube or I have a podcast that I don't have things that I could use as excuses to, to hold me back from, from being active, from doing degrees and, and giving lectures and getting my certificates and stepping up and becoming a district instructor or, or anything like that, because there's, there's always an excuse. There's always a reason. However, we as, as, as men, we are, we are creatures that are designed to create results. And you can't create results with excuses. I, I was going to say earlier that another big inspiration for me really stepping up was when I researched uh, a lot of historical brothers. And I can't really give you specific examples because it's been so long. But I remember reading uh, like the biographies and, and, and summaries of like Benjamin Franklin and, and other brothers from Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. He was he was that way. Was Abraham Lincoln a Mason? He had a tough. He he was initiated. He never passed. I see, I see. But but um, we don't even have to have specific examples. Find any any historic Mason in Texas. That's easy, right? We've talked about this before. Anyone that created that was involved in the Republic of Texas government or the creation of Texas was was a Mason. Just Google their what they what they did with their lives, and all the different roles that they filled, and the different hats they wore, and how they were always stepping up and, and doing all these different things. These people were just as busy, if not more busy, than we are today. They had excuses not to, probably more excuses than we have now. But uh, these, these when you're plow when you're plowing a field with a donkey and carrying stones out of the field, how do you get your tail to lodge in a suit and and do what you got to do in the middle of the night when all you have to walk by is moonlight? You know that's uh, I I, I want to challenge anyone. I want to challenge anyone to walk from their house to lodge in the middle of the night. On the last month of the on the last night of the month, you know, I, I just want to challenge anybody to to do that after a full day's work and carrying and breaking a few stones at the same time. Why don't you try that and then then walk a mile in their shoes? I agree. Okay. Completely. The, 
the amount of things that an individual can accomplish is staggering. It really is. And it's easy to say, I just got off work. I'm tired. Or I, I, I have kids at home or, or something like this. And I'm not saying you, you don't sometimes have to step up because your kids are home. Your wife needs help. And I'm not saying that sometimes you, you did work too much and you do need to go home. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's, there's legitimate reasons, but I'm saying that we fall back on them too often and it holds us back from reaching our full potential. And as busy as it sounds to talk about the things that I do Masonically, I mean, what you didn't list, and why would you, because this is a Masonic podcast, but you didn't list the other civic boards and municipal, the municipal groups that I'm involved with and the service organizations I'm involved with. And I know you, I know you're aware of them, but you didn't, you didn't list them. Well, that was, that was coming next. Okay. Thanks for ruining, (laughs) thanks for ruining my interview. This is my interview, not your interview. (laughs) But, but my point I'm getting at is even with all of that, I feel as though there's still room for me to step up and take on more things. And sometimes we have to make sacrifices, right? I may not get to spend as much time with my family as I like. I have to, I have to set aside time to do that and make specific quality time, being sure that we're actually doing something fun instead of just sitting around. Right. But that means, that means that time is more valuable. And so my point, the point I'm getting at, is and this also kind of falls back on something we discussed before in a previous podcast about us stepping up in our communities and things. There's no reason why we can't. There's no reason why we why we can't be more involved in our lodges and in our communities. Be there's no reason we can't be the pillars of our communities that we as free and accept, we that we as Freemasons are supposed to be. So, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, you're you're a young guy. You you should be on the internet all the time. You should be so introverted that that you're not doing anything in lodge, and you should be quitting lodge because you got you're too busy on Facebook and Twitter and and all the other things on the line. You know, that's what I like saying it that way because I like the movie internship with the old guys that jump in with the young guys. But anyways. You know, anybody can use those excuses. And and here are the things that popped up in my mind while you're talking. So the, the very first thing I, I'm thinking of your, your own um, talk that you give on rites of passage. And as as Masons, we go through these rites of passage and they build us up. They strengthen us and they they give us the confidence as men to where we can accomplish more than what we could before. I, I strongly ab- believe that, that that's what rites of passage do. They build you up and they strengthen you and give you the confidence you need because you made it. You you accomplished this goal. You got through it. It was hard. You put your, put your nose to the grindstone and you got it done. And so now you're able to go to this next level. So I, I that was my very first thought. And it's something I strongly believe in. And, and I think that you should be out there telling the world about, you know, that that presentation that you do, because too many of us don't think about 
that value in itself of Freemasonry. That one thing, that one thing is so powerful that, that people just don't even, and, and people just don't even realize it. They, they completely gloss over it. They don't even realize it, that that's happening and it's happening every day. So I, I, that was my thir- first thought when, when, when you're talking. And then, then my second thought was um, going into when I was a child, I thought as a child, when I became a man, I put away my childish ways. You know, when we were, when we were younger, when we were in, when, before we, we went through our rites of passage and, and grew up a little bit and became stronger and, and more confident. Um, we thought a lot of ourselves and, and it's still even hard to, to, to keep that into play, especially when you're traveling around and you start getting people recognizing you and, and, and asking you to come give presentations and whatnot. It's, it's hard to balance those emotions because you feel proud for what happens, but you you don't want, you want to stay humble at the same time. But the reality is, is that when you go through what you go through in Freemasonry, you do become more of a man and you start picking up that torch and, and you start having the attitude, you know, if, if, if it's not being done, somebody's got to do it. And why am I not that person to do it? You know, I, I truly believe that, that it, when you really dive into Freemasonry, then, then you're going to start picking up the torch a little more often, Uh, a little bit here, a little bit there. And every little bit, counts it it does and every and and for those people who aren't the district instructors out there like me you know i'm i'm not but i can do several roles in a in a degree i i uh am probably going to go ahead and get one of my certificates this next time just because i sat in and and realized that i was able to do it but I'm not a certificate holder and I don't know all the parts of the degrees. I don't know the lectures, but you know what? I can do the coin. I can do the senior deacons part. I can do the master ceremonies. I can do the junior warden, the senior warden. I can, and I can do that in, in most of the degrees as well. So, and I can confer a few degrees. So every little part, even if you're, you're just the, the, uh, the first ruffian, you know, that's okay. Sometimes that's what's needed is, is that person to, to, you know, catch you when you fall. And so if, if that's your moment to step up, then take that moment because you are built for it and you are made for it in masonry. That's what masonry does. And so I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Justin. And I think that those are valuable points to bring to, to the light for, for many of our listeners, because, you know, we're not all built the same but we can all accomplish some very good things. To, to add to that, I would say that the degrees themselves, or rather the effects of the degrees, I would even go as far as to say the, the quality of the degree is the result of accumulation of everybody doing their role. So you could have, what I mean by that is you could have a worship master that knows everything word for word and doesn't make a mistake, but if nobody else knows what they're doing, it's not a good degree. Right. On the other hand, I mean, that you could apply that to any office. Every office 
every officer has a role to play and those all add up to the end result. And I'm not saying a mistake here and there will run a degree because that's, that's just part of being human, but preparation, practice, confidence that you know your role go a long ways. And there's even often overlooked roles that if you don't want to be involved in every degree, or if you want to do something that's unique, it's an opportunity. You could learn the Bible presentation or the apron presentation, or you could, in my opinion, really step up and learn the funeral work because that is probably the most neglected ritual in all of Freemasonry is, is the funeral yes. work and everything. Yes. There's plenty and of young guys need to step up. Yeah. It needs to stop being, it needs to stop being the same three old guys. That's been doing it for the last 30 years. Young guys. If you, if you have time during the day, if you can take off and do a funeral, then you need to do it. And not only that, but in San Antonio, they have some training classes um, that brother Chris Williams uh, put together. And, and now they have several, uh, funeral teams that oh my gosh ask jason west he's he's one of the degree masters for one of the funeral teams and and they're just astonishing they it, it, when i die i want them to do my funeral if they if they can't come don't even don't even show up just just give me a stone and and put me in the grave because you know the, these guys are are doing the best job ever in san antonio i i i think it's a growing thing but but I got to tell you, it's really special in San Antonio with the white gloves, the black suits. Everybody looks identical. Everybody is in the in sh the sharpest form with the sharpest aprons, not one with coffee stains on it from the lodge. I mean, it's really a, a presentation to of all presentations. It's the it, it is the most beautiful last degree that the, that family is ever going to see. And sorry, if <laughs> you want to if you want to make a favorable impression on your community. If you're, if you're of the opinion that you need to be out in the community to attract members and, and just be involved. And I'm not necessarily saying that's good or bad. What I am saying is what's going to make a greater impression selling barbecue on the side of the road, trying to be involved in your community and being seen or a bunch of brothers dressed sharp that know their part giving a brother his last respects as part of the funeral. I can tell you what my answer would be. I can tell you what's much I'll more impressive to see. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. I'll, I'll tell you that that's, that's exactly what should be happening. And if it's not happening, it's a travesty. And, and you, you guys, if, if you, if you're not doing it, then you need to step it up. Cause there's, and I, I can make everybody mad in the world. I don't care because that's, that's the last, when I die, I want to know that I touch somebody and the, they, and, and they, the thoughts and opinions <laughs> shared by uh, the host of the show did not reflect those of any lodge or grand lodge. They are strictly our own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's why it's okay. If I make as many people mad as possible, because they ought to get mad. You ought to have emotion about it and you ought to feel something about it. If you don't feel something about it, then something's wrong because it's too important to pass up that opportunity to let your family know how much they mean and how much that brother meant to you. 
You know, that's that's your last chance to show anybody how much that brother meant to you and you ought to step yourself up. Sorry. So a little bit of that might get edited. I don't know. <laughs> but I I got <laughs> Well, but we'll, seriously, we'll though, there, there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason to, to cut that kind of stuff out because that's people need to know that it's OK to get emotional and it's OK to get to, to have strong feelings about Freemasonry. You know, peace and harmony does not mean um, sitting in the background and just letting things be. You know, this is not a let it be fraternity. This is a get out and do something. Be the busy bee fraternity that's that's this fraternity here's the thing about peace and harmony peace and harmony doesn't necessarily mean handling everything with kitty gloves so nobody gets upset right absolutely and i don't i that said i don't think it means it also means it's okay not to be tactful but what i what, what i'm getting at is peace and harmony means if someone says something that upsets you you as an adult are mature enough to let it go or take it for what it is. That's peace and harmony. Yes. And I think, I think sometimes, it's a mindset. It's, go ahead. I think sometimes lodges are so we're so focused on peace and harmony and not offending anybody. Um, that's, that's, that's what's really killing a lot of lodges. We're not, we're not willing yes. to make the, the hard choices that have to be made. And, and because we don't want to upset anybody. And the, the fact is, as adults, we should be able to get upset without cutting ties, without, without being angry, if that makes sense. You can say something I disagree with. You can even say something I disagree with strongly. But that doesn't mean I have to take action on that. Because... Yeah, we're not going to take it to the flagpole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's, peace and harmony is not a, an end result. Peace and harmony is, um, is a mindset that we carry within ourselves to make sure that we can have those discussions and keep them open. That's what peace and harmony is, is, is being able to discuss with other brothers hard topics and keep the conversation going if if you focus on keeping the conversation going keeping the communication working with that other brother that's peace and harmony in its finest it's it's not it's not everybody walking away with uh in a in a fairyland of of lollipops and rainbows you know that's that's not freemasonry we had a conversation probably about oh gosh it was probably about two years ago now it was in december at, at my lodge and the conversation of dues came up and you you know <gasps> you know when you're talking about money it's going to upset some people it's 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 unavoidable and we were talking about dues in a stadium meeting and several brothers showed up that you that frankly i've never seen before and i've never seen again <laughs> However, there, there was one in of particular. Course. There was a few that were actually pretty upset. But there, was, there was one in particular that was very upset that we were, we, we were talking about this. And he didn't agree with anything I said. And honestly, I was a little, I was getting a little heated. However, when we closed the lodge before we left, we shook hands and moved on. 
And I think, I think as adults, particularly as Masons, we have to be able and willing to do that. It's okay to get upset. Right. However, to be mature, and, and I keep saying to be adults because I think that's something that's frankly lost among many adults now. Uh, you don't have to look very far to see evidence of that. But as adults, even if someone makes you angry, you, you swallow your pride or, or you, just, you just acknowledge that I'm not going to change your opinion. Me being angry is only going to harm myself and not accomplish anything. And so you just move on past that. Well, and, and if anybody, you know, thinks about it, the second degree for a long time was the last degree. And I think that, that too many people forget that and forget about the lessons that, that come in the, the second degree. Um, as you're walking to the South, those lessons that you're supposed to be learning. And of course it, it goes into more detail than what I'm going in here, but, but those lessons are the lessons that will help you have those conversations. They help you. That's what allows you to be able to be, have an intelligent conversation, whether you're a science or physics major, or, or you are out on a farm plowing the fields every day you can pick up a book and learn about those things. Heck, nowadays you can watch YouTube and, and anything else and, and learn about these different uh, subjects and, and become a more um, articulate person with what you say and what you do why to you, where you can discuss these things. Why are you targeting physics majors? I feel like I'm being singled out now. <laughs> not everybody can be smart like you. I happen oh, okay. to be the, the guy. Pl- I happen to be the guy plowing the field. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even that. I'm not even that talented. I'm on the sideline fixing the telephone lines, watching the guy plowing the field. But no, it's you know that's that's something that that people need to really consider. And you know, it goes right along with with having that attitude of of taking responsibility. You know, you were talking about earlier, if you don't do it, who's going to do it? You're taking responsibility. And, you know, I know that in my mind, and I've already discussed it with guys in the lodge and stuff, when the next generation um, is not able to perform certain duties, you know, it's, it's our generation that's going to do it. So what are, what am I preparing myself for? I've already discussed with that generation. Hey, you know, I really like what you do. And I think that I would be a good fit for that later on. When you get, when you decide to retire, will you teach me what, how you do what you do so that I can be as successful at it as you've been, you know, that's take the initiative to, to find yourself a mentor in whatever you want to do and and learn from them and not only that but you start building bridges between the the generations when you do that you start closing that generational gap go ahead justin i'm sorry i took over your interview uh, I, I i feel like what you're describing is ownership <laughs> this is this is about Absolutely. taking ownership and by ownership i don't mean pushing people out of the way and and, and doing what they were doing however if, if you were to if you're to graph Masonic memberships since like 1920, the, it, it, you, you can see this huge influx around the, the mid fifties and then it has started, started declining. And 
the reason for that one was uh, the brothers started, you know, the brothers were passing away. However, the Gen X never joined. They never joined, in, in, at least not in the numbers that most generations normally would. And there are reasons for that. The point I'm getting at is you had these. That's these because data. the boomers are the problem. The boomers well, are the problem. Not Gen X. No, I'm just But the boomers, the boomers I, I just had <laughs> kept the lodges alive. For a very long they time. They have. They have. And, and we should and be very grateful for all they've done. We should. We should. I agree. And with, with varying states of success, I will put that out there. I feel like I, that, that right, needs to be right. acknowledged yeah. as well. But my point is, they are, have, why have they kept these lodges open? Because they have been waiting for someone else to step in and take ownership. Yes. And that doesn't mean that they'll give it up easily. But that is what they're looking for when they are satisfied that that someone else is ready to step up and take ownership. It has been my experience that they often either either work in tangent with you or step back altogether and let you take it over. And it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal agreement. I, I have just noticed personally that when other brothers step up, these frankly yes. very tired brothers are, are happy step back. That they're happy to step back and just sit on the sideline and actually enjoy sitting on the sideline for the first time in 30 years or so. And you, and if you ask them for help, they're ready to help you. They're ready to teach you what they know. They Always. really are. Absolutely. Yes. I, you know, that's where I learned the, the thing that I preach the most to past masters about, um, you know, they should be the biggest supporter of that next master and they should be, they should be the biggest cheerleader of the lodge after when they become a past master. Because when I was master, I had some of those, those uh, past masters that, that took hold of me and they were ready to see me and even the next few generations um, start taking it over. And they, they were extremely happy to help and to guide me and, and all that. So it's, and and I'd like to touch on something else that that you you brought up, and and this is this is kind of an analogy that <laughs> some people are not gonna like, but it's it's a simple fact, and this is a fact because I actually own a bunch of rent properties, apartments, and houses, and trailers, and you name it, you know, it, you name it. I got I got a stake in the game. The difference between a renter and an owner is is more than 180 degrees. The difference between a renter of a property and an owner of a property is 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 oh my gosh, it's exponentially different. You know that I I have two places empty right now, and it's because I'm fixing them because of the renters that moved in after I completely remodeled them. And other got other tenants were were asking these people, why are you living like this? You know, this isn't, you know, at, at some point you got to be an adult and stop, you know, just th- treating everything like trash. And they said, oh, well, we don't own it. They own it. You know, it's it's their problem, not ours. Well, 
That's the same thing with us in the lodge. You know, we can either sit on the sidelines and say it was this generation's, you know, problem. They they let all this happen and here we are now, blah, blah, blah. And I know I've said my fair share of of those kind of comments in the past, and I fully regret them as a as a vetted past master. I fully regret some of the, the things that I've said in the past. It's up to us to step up. And take ownership in our buildings, take ownership in our fraternity, take ownership in our ritual, and and get it together. You touched on another thing that I, I really need to, to get out there, too. Not just the ritual itself, which it, it just fires me up when we're doing a ritual and, and somebody corrects somebody on the sidelines and they were not asked to do it. You should shut your mouth. Just let it go because that candidate does not know that there was a mistake until you say that there is a mistake. And then it causes disruption through the whole thing. So shut your mouth, past master. You're fired the up. Another thing Dennis. I want to say. <laughs> I am today. Golly. Well, the thing is, is that we're not structured. You, you usually structure these things and I'm and I'm I'm letting it flow tonight. So the other thing that I caught on to was you talking about the in in doing the degree work and, and opening and closing a lodge, right? You want to screw up a meeting. You want to make it really bad and dreary and, and make it to where nobody wants to come. You open that meeting like a fool. If you can't open your meeting proper and run it properly in with, with notes, you're, you're, you should have already know what your committee members are going to say. You should already know what's going to happen in, in, in any of the um, any further comments and, and whatnot after the regular meeting. You should have all that stuff down and, and, and then you should open it proper. Keep it on pace, keep it in at a steady pace and, and on time and then close it proper. There's there's. That's why I joined the Planning and Zoning Commission when I did, because it was a joke. And they used to open up and, and yeah, you got to take notes because I'm, I'm on a roll. They used to open up and, and, and really just destroy meetings and not get anything done. They, for the first six months I was on Planning and Zoning, we got nothing done because it was just so unorganized and, and whatnot. It wasn't until another brother became chairman of, of the planning and zoning. And I became vice chair that we were able to streamline some processes and get some things done, you know, and those are things that we learned in lodge as past masters. We learned that parliamentary, that par- parliamentary law and order to or where we should we have right? perform. Yes. Yes. To where we could perform good structured meetings. And if you don't have good mentors in your lodge to do that, go to officer leadership training. Grand Lodge has invested a lot of time and a lot of money into some very sharp people, the best in the business. And they're coming out there to teach you. And then there's some of us that talk to your wives and get them excited about what you're doing. So they'll let you spend the money you want to spend. So I'll just say that. I do want to, I, I do want to jump I, in. I, wanna, I talk them up. I go ahead. To, do it I want to, to it. I want to address a few things before you go further and I'll get, I get, I get behind <laughs> on my notes. the the first thing i want to say is with your rent analogy i disagree to an extent and i'll I'll tell you why um namely because we're just talking about 
like really broad generalizations here. As you were talking, I, I was just thinking of of brothers that I know that are very very successful, and and they rent, and and, and I know they take good care of good care of their property and everything. But I'm not saying I'm not saying I disagree with you to the extent that right. That there's is some, a, there's some differences. Yes, there I there should've. is. I was too general. There is a prevailing problem that you see with with renter tenant relationships where they just don't take care of it because it's not theirs. I do agree with you to to that extent, and that mentality applies to the lodge. If you don't take ownership of your membership at a lodge, meaning if you view it as the lodge and not my lodge, that's a very different mentality. I take care of my lodge, but the issues with the lodge aren't really my problem. If that makes sense. It's, it's all about perspective. Uh, I also want to really touch base with what you're saying about the opening and the closing of the business and, and all that. If the Warshall Master couldn't open a wet paper bag, let alone a Masonic Lodge, <laughs> that makes for the worst experience. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather sit through two or three reading a minutes and two months worth of, of Grand Lodge communication than sitting there and watching a Warshall Master who has probably been doing, in some cases, has been doing it 11, 12 months now and still can't open and close a lodge. Um, I agree. Like that, that, is, that is hard to sit through. And it really shows a failure on our part to, to really lift up and prepare these people as well as identify people who maybe don't have the right leadership skills to, to move through the, the, the officer line. As far as the business goes, I I don't know the legality really of this, but I have seen lodges before that before the meeting, um, they would ask the brothers, like, do you have anything? Do you want to get put on the agenda for tonight? And they would follow that agenda. Uh, so if you want to talk about the building or, or your scholarships or whatever, you would you would say, yeah, I want to I want to. Uh, Beyond that, I'm not necessarily that saying that they would be a hundred percent strict to that because if you have a guest that comes in the last minute, you're not going to tell him he can't talk because he didn't know that you're following the agenda or anything like that. But it made for a lot smoother, a uh, lot smoother meetings. Um, but also, as Warshall Master, I wholeheartedly agree that you should you should know you should know what to expect. And if if you're sitting there in the east. And you ask if there's any petitions to ballot on, and you look to the secretary. That tells me that you didn't even know what the what the business was going to be tonight. You should already know that there's not going to be any petitions to ballot on, and not even bring it up. If I'm, yes, if I'm looking at the secretary, I already know there's a petition to be balloted on, and I expect him to start reading as soon as I look at him. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying when I say, "Are there any petitions?" I'm looking at him saying. That's your cue, buddy. Do your job. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, I'm not really like that. Don't worry. You know, if I had been like that, I would have been hung up at the oak tree that we, we still have a hanging tree in Goliad. And uh, I'm sure that my guys wouldn't be afraid to use it. <laughs> Can I say one other thing just real quick to build no. on what you were 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so ownership can go two ways also. And it's not just about the young guys. The best ownership, you know, you 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 older generation, the the later generation, I should say, the teachers, the mentor generation. Let's put it that way. For now on, I'm gonna call you the mentor generation. So the mentor generation, the mental generation, the best oh <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's okay. my generation. <laughs> I, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. I'm the mental generation, that's for sure. But but the the mentor generation, if the best ownership you can take now is to teach the next generation how to take care of that building, not to just keep all the responsibilities to yourself until it's it's at a point to where you let things fail. It, it's really up to you to take that ownership as well and and teach the the next generation how to take care of our building and how to take care of our of our of our lodge so I'll, that's i just wanted to build on that point because that's that it goes both ways it always goes both ways and if your lodge isn't something that you're proud of make it something that you're proud of however yes. you have to do that you need to be zealous almost in your pride for your for your fraternity now granted you absolutely should granted you can have you can have a lodge without a building the lodge is not a building a tornado could come and demolish the lodge the building itself but you still have a lodge but you should still be very proud of your building because if you're not well you, we, we i don't have to drive far to see what a lodge looks like when you're not proud of it i'm sorry to say and I'm sure that probably applies to you and, and any Texas Mason, maybe probably any Mason in the United States right now that, that's listening to this. You don't have to drive far to, to find out what a lodge looks like when people are proud of it. But you do have to drive further to see what a lodge looks like that people are proud of it. But we can fix that. Yes. It's a fixable problem. It goes back to ownership. Absolutely. It was, it was, my, uh, it was my predecessor that taught me um, the importance of, of, uh, running a good meeting and, and doing things, you know, proper, proper, proper to be written because, you know, the, the, proper. um, proper, <laughs> hold your, absolutely hold your gavel with your pinky out. We're going to do this properly. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you don't have, t- you don't have tea without biscuits. So, so what I, you know, he, he encouraged me and, and I wanted to go anyways to officer leadership training. He went with me to officer leadership training and we started, you know, a trend and the, the next master after me, you know, did, did a real good job the same way. And so we've, we've really built our lodge up and we have a floor school so that we're always practicing on, on all those principles. When, when we get to the East we know all the parts. There's no district instructor coming to make sure that we know our stuff. The district instructor is already telling everybody else they need to come and 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 be a part of our floor school because we know our stuff. And I'm sorry, I am going to be overzealous with my lodge because there was a time when I didn't feel like it was all that spectacular. And it has turned into one of the finest lodges in South Texas. And anyone that's listening to this um probably knows that we had the attention of more people than than uh 
than just about any any lodge around these days. I mean, Waco 92 is starting to fall to the side, Robert Marshall. But <laughs> that was that was just a dig because I love Robert. And so I just wanted to say that. But it, but we, you know, we've become a very highly respected lodge because we've taken those things seriously and and we're doing exactly what Justin has been preaching for a long time. So I just wanted to throw that out there and, and thank you, Justin, because it's you've been preach you've been preaching it and uh and we've been teaching it down here and, and it's getting better every day. Well, my voice is just one among what I think are many. And I think that number is growing. One of many. But you are legion. Well, I I, I, I <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm just I that's the goal, right? The, the goal is, and, and I didn't, let me back up and, and, and you're not, you didn't ask this or anything, but let's, let's kind of go into this and then uh, we can wrap up if you want. Um, no way. You, you mentioned, right. That what I, what I've said has, has been helpful. And I was actually thinking about this earlier today, like, because I thought you'd probably ask me why I started all this at some point. So I was, I was kind of thinking about some <laughs> of the questions you might ask me. And we're kind of tying back to that. So let's, let's go ahead and, and, and hit that. When I created this, I, and I'm, I'm trying to stay humble here without sounding like I'm being egotistical. But I, I think, I feel like I'm just, I want to just approach this factually. I didn't think that this would have the impression that it, does and that's not to say i i didn't think this would be successful or it could be successful at some point i just didn't feel well let's be honest freemasonry is a very small niche and i didn't feel like it was a very i didn't feel like it was as big a niche as it is and to the to that point i also didn't think that these ideas were going to be as popular as they are becoming, because when I first started, they were highly opposed <laughs> in most conversations I was involved. Yes. In. Yes. And, and that's, yes. that's really, that's really why I created this because when, when I would at the time, let me back up at the time, these conversations took place more on forums than they do on Facebook and, and kind of this face-to-face or these, these, these Zoom formats that we're doing now. And instead of just regurgitating the same thing every time someone would say something, like they would ask about dues, and I'd say, well, this is what dues should be. This is why I think they should be that, or dress code, or, or how you should operate your lodge, or, or anything that I have made a, a video or, or talk, spoken about. I, I thought, well, you know what? I'll just make a blog. And just write it all out. And anytime someone asks, I have that to refer to refer to. It's a reference. And so it was it was really more for me. At, instead of typing everything up a hundred times, I could just I could just link people to my blog. And, and and what I didn't expect was the sharing. And one of my earlier videos, um, why why I left Freemasonry. It yes. it still it still gets a lot of views. Like it's still my most viewed video, but there was a time where when it went very viral, and I didn't realize that there could be a viral video in Freemasonry. But it quickly jumped up. It has like five hundred thousand views, which I have 
10,000 subscribers. So it's a, it's way disproportional to the uh, amount of subscribers and, and, and things like that. However, that's what really put Masonic improvement on the map. Not because of the conspiracy nuts that jumped to it and were salivating over, oh, I'll find out why, why this guy left and use it against the fraternity or anything like that, which unfortunately happened no matter what you post. But it was because of the surprising amount of brothers that would reach out to me or make comments uh, echoing my sentiments, saying that they left for the same reasons. We've even interviewed people who have shared similar stories or they're, they know someone that doesn't go to meetings for a similar reason. And, and it really just kind of, it just kind of grew from that. And so I say all that to go back to, to the original point of it, of it being impactful. And it's, it's, I never thought like I would, I would be able to go visit a lodge and someone that I never met would recognize me or anything like that. And not that that's a huge thing for me. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on ego or anything like that, but that means if they recognize me, they watched enough of our videos now to, to be able to identify me out in public. And if they're watching enough of, of the, these videos, they must be agreeing with something that they're seeing. And so the ideas are getting out. And I don't know, there's no way to quantify uh, the impact it's having. There's no way to quantify the, the number of new podcasts and, and, or blogs or, or TikTokers that are being inspired by what they're seeing. But I don't know, man. Like if something, God forbid were to happen to me tomorrow, I, I would at least go knowing that I feel like I made a positive impact on the fraternity. And I agree. And what I like about this format is that the impact can continue long after the last video because it's still out there. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'd, I'd like to say that you have made it a positive impact on me. And uh, that's what, that's the whole reason I wanted to to jump on board with you as soon as you asked me. I, you know, I, I've I've wanted to get something out there for a long time, but I wanted to start a podcast, but I didn't want to compete with you. I didn't want to, I, and I'm dead serious because I I love your podcast so often hell 200,000 of those 500,000 you know views was me because I I listened to to that particular one at least once every other month I listen to these all the time I don't look at any of this as competition and so I get what you're saying right like if there's if you feel like there's already big fish out there then you don't want to jump in the pond uh, I will say that I don't. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say you're a big fish. I well, just, that's good. I no, don't. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm I don't just messing with myself. you. I just, keep I don't going. Keep going. This, keep going. And I don't mean to demean what we have here, but I don't consider it a big fish. Um, but I know exactly what you mean. However, there's there's several excellent podcasts out there. 
like Fort Worth 148, they have a great podcast. And, and they're what inspired me to step up and do this. But I don't, right, view, I don't view them as competition. Robert Marshall. And Historical Light. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, I was going to say Historical Light, another excellent podcast. We're all providing value to the fraternity. And they may not agree with everything I say. And we may not agree with everything they say. In fact, I know that because we had a conversation very recently <laughs> about this. But we don't yes, have to. Yes. It provides different viewpoints. And and again, we as adults have to be able to take in information, process it, uh, run it against our own standards and, 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 and morals and our own paradigms and decide if we agree with it or not and, and whether or not we want to take action or not. And so I I don't view any any of these things as as competition because I think we all have our different niches within the niche that is Freemasonry. And I think, frankly, if a brother never listens to this podcast and he but he listens to 148, or if he's reading Masonic books, he's still bettering himself. He's still doing Masonic education. And that's what, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about Masonic education. So if you don't get satisfaction or fulfillment from what we're offering here, that's, that's fine. I, and I realize that this isn't for everybody. However, pursue it somewhere, please. I, I wanted to, to throw out another quick shout out. Um, if to all of our, our younger listeners that, that like the TikTok phase or not phase, but the platform of TikTok, you know, brother, brother fluff, man, shout out to you, brother fluff. I mean, that's, I, I got on there and I couldn't keep up. I, I felt old because I couldn't keep up, man, brother fluff. He, he gets on there and, and, and just answers questions. That's all he does. And it's just Bam, 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 bam. I wouldn't be able to do that. I can barely keep up when it's when it's you asking me questions. I couldn't imagine, you know, being under that kind of shotgun fire, you know, and night he, after night. Even. Here's who I was thinking about when when I when I mentioned TikTok earlier. And I mean, yeah. hats off to you, man. Like I had considered at one point doing something similar. And I'm gonna sound like an old dude here, but Really, I don't understand TikTok. Like, I have a TikTok account, and I'm on it pretty often. <laughs> Me too. But I don't know. I, I have don't know Instagram. Thing about <laughs> making and editing videos and uploading them. Like, I have some videos on my TikTok, but like actually recording it there, and I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know enough about it. Frankly, I'm almost scared to hit record because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to post it. I don't want to accidentally do something, right? And. And right. really, at the end of the day, I what it really comes down to, I don't have time. I don't have time to take on another platform. So hats off to a brother who who recognized that there was a, a, a need. Yes. There was an open yes. gap. And there are other Masons on TikTok. And I think all the ones I've seen are doing are doing great jobs. And they're not all strictly about Masonry. But I think they're all doing great jobs. So... That's that's just the thing. That's that's where they are contributing to the fraternity. YouTube podcast, right. that's that's where that's where really 
my contributions are. I don't even write many blog posts anymore. It's it's all this format. But to the brothers that want to step up and do TikTok or or Instagram or or anything like that, hats off to you. Yeah, do it, do it. Please, please, please do that because we're not going to. (laughs) Too old, man. I'm not I'm not smart enough. I'm just too old. (laughs) (laughs) Too many buttons. I don't understand it. Exactly. Exactly. It's going too fast. But I, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and, you know, and, and then again, you know, when, when I did that interview with you um, a while back, I kind of felt my comfort zone right in that moment. And, you know, I knew that there was something special here and I didn't want to take away from it. So, that's why I was so excited to to jump on board with you and, and do that because, you know, what, what we have, I think is, is pretty special. We we're able to talk and, and disagree and, and agree on a lot of stuff and, and uh, put out different viewpoints and, and, uh, and ultimately it's going to reach different people. So, you know, it's, we're, we're kind of like expanding at this point exponentially. Since you're a physics major, I'll just say exponentially. Oh, so I so I sound so I sound smart in my smart glasses. I see. I see. <laughs> what kind of? I'm curious. What kind of um, media platform marketing structure does your lodge have? It's. Let me actually let me actually look here real quick before I answer that question. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, it's what I thought. Um, so there's no website just to be, just to be frank. Do I think there's value in a website? Yes. But I, I think, I think a a website can be minimalistic and very effective in that if someone types in your lodge, they can find your website and it says, when you meet, who's the, who's the officers right now? Who do I need to get in contact with them if I'm interested in joining? And it needs to look nice, right? It needs to look sharp. There are other options. Going back to Waco 92, I think that has one of the best websites that I, that I know of. That's because their secretary, I won't name names, works very diligently yeah. uh, to add very interesting articles about Waco history to it. And so it's a resource for anyone in the community or anyone that's interested in right. Waco right. that wants to learn more about it. Unless that's you, unless you are a historian and you want to step up and, and add relevant information to your website, just keep it basic, right? Uh, other than that, I think Facebook, we use Facebook at Hillsboro and that. Really, there, there's me and I think two other brothers that have access to the Hillsboro Facebook page to post things. And there's also a district page that I created just to just to reach a more general audience with with posts and things. And and that's primarily who how we get things out to people. And I think primarily that's probably the best way to get things out to people. You you have a Facebook page. You got something good coming up. You create an event and you share it. Nice. Nice. Well, I'll, if, if I'll that give answers you your question. 
Yes, it does. It does. And, and I'd, I'd like to give you my perspective on that. And that is, um, it's such a millennial response, but no, <laughs> no. So I think there's value. There's ex- extreme value in, in Facebook, especially since it's free. It's free. The only thing that costs you is your time. And, and of course, that is our most valuable asset on earth. But, but all the time we sit on, on other Facebook apps and, and whatnot, you know, and, and talking to our friends and doing whatever, you know, it, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing it for your lodge. The way that we structure it is um, there's a few people that have access, but so I'm going to, I'm going to share something that I haven't shared with a whole lot of people, but I'm, I think that it's, it's about time we start doing that on, on lodge website. You may not know how to do it, but the young guy that you just initiated probably does. As soon as he becomes a master, let him run the internet stuff. Let him get on Facebook, Twitter, you know, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Let him be your marketing because all of that stuff is free and, and there's no reason he can't do that. The other, the other thing I would say is, is for a website, the, the, the reason that, that I, I even started the website for Goliad uh, when I did is so that it's informative. We can, we can tell who the officers are. We can tell the big events that we normally do. We can explain a little bit about our charity. And of course we do have a page that, that allows them to, to even get a petition. Um, now, the one thing I will say is you should always check your email. If you're going to do any of these platforms, check the messenger, check the email, make sure that you're responding to anybody that comes through the door because that's you're going to catch some of your, your most interesting people through the web sometimes. Now, that's- there's a lot of nut jobs. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of interesting people. I've I've got in our little town of 1,900 people. We've gotten three masons that are now master masons off of our website. There's a what were you gonna say? There's a brother that re- joined Hillsboro relatively recently, and he lives in Corsicana. And so I mean, it's a it's like an hour drive, I think, from Hillsboro to Corsicana. And the reason he joined, and I'm not trying to call out Corsicana, so I, I, I apologize if anyone from Corsicana <laughs> hears this, but the reason he joined Hillsboro is because he reached out to several lodges around where he lives, and Hillsboro is the one that responded. And yes. sometime after he received started receiving his degrees, he actually heard back from one of those lodges, and it's like, sorry, man, I, I already have started the process. And I'm going through degrees here because I didn't hear back from you. And yeah, if, if, if a, if a Mason called you or no, I'm sorry, if a potential Mason called you and left a voicemail, you need to respond to that email or that Facebook messenger in the same amount of time you respond to that voicemail. And if you wouldn't respond to that voicemail in a very prompt time, then the other lodges probably deserve to, to have the membership instead. Again, right. not calling now out here's, any lodges. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> now, 
here's now here's my plug in for for websites you know just like you and i are are on facebook a lot and and you know we're doing the podcast and and youtube you know the next generation is doing facebook and twitter and and tiktok and all that kind of stuff whatever else is next you know there's a generation that is still looking for websites so there's no reason for you not to have that you need to have different marketing strategies in place to catch all of all of the fish you know how you know how to tell sorry to interrupt you but i gotta say this oh no you're not you know how to tell if someone's too old for tiktok (laughs) If they How's if they that? pronounce it like Doctor Evil, if they call it TikTok, <laughs> like you just did, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, or the guy like me that just watches it to pop pimples and stuff. That's, that's so great. I, I can get lost for hours watching them pop pimples. Yeah, but they but, always stop the video before but, the good part. But yeah, go ahead. I know. <laughs> but. Here's the thing, guys, and Craig Enderley will actually help people put together a basic um, a basic website too. But here's the thing with with the websites: you can pay right now on different domains like GoDaddy is who I use. Right now, they have a deal for two ninety nine for the first year, and it's only like seventeen bucks for three years for the domain name. And then on Google Sites, it's called Google Sites. You can create your own website on Google Sites and then point that domain name to that website. And it's free, free, guys. The website itself is free and the templates are easy to use. And you just plug and play, put put content in and there it is. And not only that, but here's the coolest thing that I like. And, and I went to this specifically for this reason, because I had a heck of a time trying to get it to work with WordPress. The if you have an email that's a Gmail, that's what you're going to do your set up your Google sites with. When you update your calendar on your Gmail and you put that calendar on the Google sites, it's automatically going to put that information on there. And then you, it, with that, with that calendar, they can click on it and it's interactive to where they can find out where it is, how to get there, all that kind of information, all your times and all that for, for all your meetings. And not only that, but they can put it in their phone as a, as a calendar event. That simple, that simple one click there and one click on your phone. And it's that simple. And it's basically free. All you're paying for is that domain name. I, I, I once agree. once again, have to disagree with you because it is very common knowledge that all the best Masonic websites we created in the mid nineties using GeoCities, uh, with lots of animated <laughs> word art. And so if you don't have, if you don't have at least four or five dancing babies on your, on your website, you're, you're doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Your Absolutely. website has to be at least at the age of your lodge or it's not good at all. <laughs> exactly. But the, my point, my point being with bringing all this up is that, you know, that the way the algorithms work with, with all your search engines, no matter who you use, it doesn't matter who you use. Um, well, there's a couple that kind of are like dark sites that don't block and, and don't keep cookies. But um, other than that, any of them that, that store cookies or watch what you're doing with the algorithms, 
Um, the more content you have going through the web, the, the, the higher up the list you are on that search engine when they search anything that has to do with you. So if you have a Facebook, TikTok, tweet, um, uh, a website, um, all that stuff equals you being number one on the list when somebody's in the area and they're looking for something, even if they're just in the area, because the, the algorithms are always watching where you are. So if they're just in the area and they're looking for, for Freemasonry, I've got a lodge going every direction, 30 minutes away from me. And I can have somebody an hour away. And if they look up Freemasonry, they're going to come to Goliad because Goliad's the only one with all that stuff going on all the time. And then with that calendar being interactive, everybody comes to the calendar. It has all the district information on it. And so it gives us more hits and more activity. So it puts us higher on the list. I'm just giving that out there as some free advice that, you know, you have resources in your lodge. The young guys can catch on to this stuff pretty easy. And it's not very expensive to, to put that stuff to work for you. And that's, that was my whole, that's, that, that was the whole reason I, I asked you that question. It was a loaded question because I wanted to put it out there, you know, that not only does your lodge do it, my lodge does it. The ones that you see about and hear about around Texas and around the, the, the country they're the ones that are doing it that's why you hear about them that's why you know about them because they're the ones that are putting it out there i'll i'm almost hesitant to say this but i think it needs to be said if your lodge does not at least have a facebook page with your information then you're doing your lodge a disservice there's there's really there's really no reason why you shouldn't and and as far as the events go, you can create events several months in advance. I think you can set them to repeat. Yes. So you can create events for your state of meetings well ahead of time. And if a degree or something comes up, you can create an event for that. Um, if, if Plan your degrees. Don't just do it the next yeah. day that comes available. Plan but, them and, and you, they might be more successful. <laughs> but I know right now I can think of lodges that you can, you can look on Facebook and they're, they're not there. Think I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Right. There's really no reason why you shouldn't. I can I can understand that on a website. Not not everybody finds value in a website. I could go either way on a website. Frankly, I think if you're going to do it, there's certain things you should have. But right, I, I think I think Facebook if nothing else. And we were talking about events and stuff earlier, but uh, I was just thinking of uh, of a uh, a very recent post on one of the Masonic groups I follow where a brother was talking about a presentation that was given at their lodge. And it just so happens the same presenters coming to my lodge next month. I mentioned that. Nice. And you got four or five guys that want, that want to come along and attend it that I know of, right. That's not saying that other brothers didn't see it and were thinking the same thing. Right. And so exactly. I mean, Facebook's powerful, man. And if you're looking to get attendance, people, let me put it this way. People can't show up for something they don't know about. They just can't, right? Um, it just doesn't happen. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to just be driving by and, and seeing a bunch of cars and, and pull over and dedicate the rest of the evening to something on a whim. You have to, you have to make people knowledgeable 
you have to announce these things so people are aware and they can plan and they can go and attend. And a lot of a lot of the events that we have every year are the same every year. Most of our fundraisers are all the same. Our Valentine's event, our fish fries, our, you know, all the different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's always the same time. So why not put it on there and just have it on there and just have it recurring? And then when it comes time to plan on it, then you go to it and you say, well, it shows that it should be this this weekend or whatever, you know, and then yeah. you can start planning on that, whatever. But, you know, you're absolutely right. There's no I, reason. I, I and know Facebook I is the. I don't disagree. face facebook is the number one way right now but like i said i think it's all about content and reaching the masses because there's still people my age that that like to you know go to the website they want to they want to see more about they want to investigate more about that that lodge than just some photos and opinions and and stuff like that let me so let me just say one i see the value let me just say one thing I just wanted to say, like, as far as, as far as visibility from a lodge perspective, Facebook's the way to go, right? Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That said, as far as visibility from the fraternity perspective, making people aware of who we are and what we do, um, it's going to sound weird coming from a YouTuber, right? That just Nothing said better than public. That, that just said he's not going to move to TikTok, but TikTok's the way to go. TikTok's TikTok's where everybody's looking right now. And so, uh, like I know Brother Fluff said, he's had several people reach out to him about, about joining. That's because that's where young people are. That's where they're looking. They're still on Facebook. Yeah, Not many of them. Like they, they've, the younger generations have really shifted away from Facebook. That's, it's kind of the old people website now. They're more on Instagram. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just. It's the it's the MySpace of. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. It'd be like That's the so funny. trying to share That's things so on MySpace. But they're more on Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. And so, like, if I was if I was looking to to create something, I would go to TikTok. If like if I had nothing going on, and and I didn't have the YouTube channel and I wasn't doing the podcast. And I was looking for something Masonic or, or rather a medium to share my Masonic thoughts or, or, or something within that niche. I go TikTok, man. That's, that's the way to go. Well, yeah. And, and, and if you're in lodge thinking about creating your, your marketing uh, committee at this point, then yeah, you, you have somebody of every age, but when it comes to your, your digital marketing, then the prerequisite ought to be, do you have a TikTok account? Do you have a Twitter account? Do you have, you know, ask them, do you have these things? Cause if they don't have them, they're not going to manage what you got very good. If yeah. they have them and they actively use them, that's your guy. That's who you want to, to be doing your lodge stuff. See, I don't even know how you would do lodge stuff through a TikTok or anything like that. Like I see, I see, we'll go to brother fluff again. Cause we've already brought him up. Like I see the pictures he posted in, in some of the videos, like they're aesthetic. Like they, they look good. I, I don't know how he does that. I don't know how you would do that with TikTok. I don't know how you like, man, that's I talent. Th- that it, is it, talent. it is. It really is. And it's, I don't really know. Like I can think of things to make videos about YouTube videos. Right. 
uh, we could have conversations yep. Yep. for, I mean, at the time of, of this video before editing, we're at two hours right now. But if I was <laughs> like, if I was trying to do TikTok, I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know how to grant it. I would learn those things. Right. Right. But, but right. my point is like the medium is so different than what, what, what I'm using here. And it's, it's, I wouldn't know where to start. And so brothers that are doing it, especially as well as fluff. And like I said earlier, hats off to you, man. And they are, they are ahead of the game. That's where, that's where people are looking. Right. And, and to be honest, by the time most, the rest of us catch on to that, it, they're already moving on to something else. It's going to be something else. Yeah. Yeah. And that talk, you know, chat. just exactly. Snapchat. <laughs> um, so the thought that came to mind when you were describing that is, is the, the perfect opportunity is just things like events and, and things like that. Like when, when you're, when, when you're, when your fire patrol is going to a parade, then you jump on there and say, Hey, we're, we're firing up the engines and you do a quick video and you say, we're firing up the engines for, for the parade down here at what's your place. Come on down and visit us and, and see all the, all the great floats and, and meet all the great people in this city or whatever. And then if you're having a fundraiser right in the middle of it, you, you do a, a post and you say, Hey, come on down and give blood. We've got the, we've got them down here right now. Now's the time. Now's your chance. We have some goodies for you after, so you won't faint. You know, we got some food and orange juice, you know, whatever, you know, come now for just, our just green beans and pancake little... raffle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're serving up some, some fried fish that we've been letting sit in the cooler for a while so that it'll stay warm, even though it's soggy now, but, but it's, but come on, it's a it's a fundraiser for for fried fish. Let's let's make the most of it. But no, seriously, I, I think that's kind of what would be good in a on a lodge in a lodge situation, just to throw something out there and get get attendance when you're when you're fixing to do an event. We're fixing to give a scholarship award. Come on down and see what it's all about. You know things like that, or or even we're we're fixing to. Um, commemorate you know the community builder award you know we're fixing to give the community builder award you know come see who's so special in our town you know something something like that i mean it's i think that there's ways to do it but you just got to have the right people that know how to catch those opportunities when they happen and not not think about it afterwards that's something that doesn't take a lot of planning because if you have to plan it you're already too late to the game i think this has been a really good conversation I feel like we have covered a lot of topics and my future self, when I'm editing this two hour long video, will probably wonder why I thought it was a good idea to record such a long video. However, <laughs> I have enjoyed this conversation, but I, that said, I feel also it's time to wrap it up. That's fine. And, and, you know, you can always break this up into a couple of different sessions. Really? Oh, no, no. I think, yeah. I think this is fine. And I think we should do this again sometime. <laughs> I'm not absolutely, I, but we could easily talk. We didn't piss hour. off everybody. So we need to. Yeah. Yeah. We, we ticked off a lot of people, but we didn't get everybody. So we need to do it again. That's for sure. Well, you definitely, you definitely took a scorched earth approach to some of these topics. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't really 
spoke up, you know, lately well, and, and really got it out there. All I'm saying is don't be surprised if you sound a little less angry at, at some parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and really there's no anger in it. It's, it's all passion. No, you're, you're, I love our yeah, fraternity. Not anger. It's more, it's more like, I, fired I know, up. I know. You don't sound a little less oh, fired yeah. up. We'll just put it that way. You'll still get your point across. <laughs> <laughs> but we might oh, upset goodness. a few less people in the process. Well, you know, like I said before, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, whether you get mad or not at me, you know, that's okay. People, I I get it. I mean, we all have our own opinions, and that's okay. And that's what makes us so good as a fraternity, and that's what makes us so strong, is that we do have our different opinions. And, and we build on each other and not just ourselves. So if it wasn't for Justin, I, I would still be just a nobody in Goliad, you know, talking to myself and having all the brothers mad at me because I say, well, in, in McKinney, we do it this way. And then when I go to another lodge, I go, well, in Goliad, we do it this way. So <laughs> I just make everybody mad everywhere. You gave me too much credit. And, and before we sign off, I just want to say one more thing. Um, like we talked, we talked a bit about, about the Masonic improvement and, and impact and things like that. I, I want to say, and I, I think everybody knows this, but I have not said anything that hasn't been said, said elsewhere already. Like none of, none right. of the, none of the ideas such as guarding the West gate or quality before quantity or, or higher dues, or better dress code, or taking pride in our lodges. None of these are ideas that are unique to me. This, this all spawned from my own research into the fraternity, meaning, meaning other people have had these ideas well before this came along. Learning from other people, yes. Yes. And so this is just another means of, of disseminating the same information. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to say, you know, with that on that same note that you brothers out there that are listening, that are faithful listeners and, and watchers of YouTube, you know, y'all are going to love what's coming. If you have, you know, if you hadn't paid attention to what's been happening, we've been really trying to key in on, on some real players with grand lodge because that's, what's happening is grand lodge. So we wanted to do that, but what's coming up is really cool. You know, coming up, we've got, a brother from Canada that's going to talk to us about dress code um, or, or about, you know, dressing appropriately in lodge. Uh, we're we're going to have a brother that's going to talk about the Westgate. We're going to have all kinds of brothers coming in that are talking about all kinds of cool subjects. You know, we just happen to be the medium that, that you're able to see this stuff. So tell your friends and, and, and everybody, you know, um, about it, because, you know, whether, whether you're interested in, in dress code or not, it's going to be an interesting topic. And, and, you know, I wear a suit all the time. Justin wears a suit all the time, but we don't necessarily feel like that's the necessity in a lodge. So, you know, we just think about the uniform mindset. That's what it's all about. And it's being on the level but anyways, we got some cool stuff coming. And um, and so I wanted to throw that out there that you ain't seen nothing yet. One more. One more final thought. This is the last <laughs> final thought. <laughs> Progress 
is built upon others' ideas. They, they take those ideas, they, they put their own spin on it, they contribute their own thoughts to it, and then others move forward with that and do the same thing. So, it, yes, we are. Yes, my ideas have come from my own research, but those ideas came from somewhere as well. They didn't come from a vacuum. Right. But those ideas are progress from something that someone else read, which was in turn progress. And so this, this is progress. We're moving forward. We're taking these ideas. And, and frankly, the more you talk about ideas, the more those ideas progress. And so we are progressing what we feel are, are the, really the best practices for the fraternity. Absolutely. Absolutely. We build on each other. Iron sharpens iron. And, and that's, that's what we do. That's, that's why Justin makes me look so good because, you know, we, we, uh, we sharpen each other. This has been a great interview. Uh, let's do this again sometime. I think next time we should maybe do a, like a, a YouTube live so we can get uh, comments. Yes. That we can discuss. That's a, that's another idea to discuss somewhere down the road. Brothers, thank you again for listening. And Brother Yates, thank you for your time. Thank you. And, and for all you brothers out there that, that, that listen and, and you want to, <laughs> you, you, you want to reach out, don't know how, uh, subscribe on Facebook. I mean, subscribe on YouTube and uh, listen to our podcast. Reach out to us. We can put you in touch with the people that you're looking for. We know just about everybody in Freemasonry in Texas anyways, and further on, to be honest. But uh, that's that's our goal here. We're here to help each other. And uh, Justin, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days. Oh, is there and, something uh, going on here in a little bit? Man, it's <laughs> it's the event. It's the event of all events. Okay. You, you don't want to miss it. Cool. You don't want to miss it. All right. Well, I'll see you then, brother. All right. Take care. You too.